welcome to another episode of Private Lives in Public Spaces. If you're someone who has some sort of talent or an important message to share with the world, whether you're an entrepreneur or a coach or a creative, if you're looking to inspire or help make a difference, but you're not sure how to put yourself out there in meaningful ways, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Because each week on this show, we'll hear powerful personal stories and discuss how you too can harness the power of vulnerability and authentic storytelling to develop your personal brand, to build an online following, and to create impact. Now, this was the first interview ever recorded for Plips. I've since worked on a few different episodes and I'm releasing them out of order, but in this episode, I talk about taboo topics with my good friend, Irmo Egeberts. Irmo is a talented videographer and photographer whom I met and got to know really well in Chiang Mai. We hit it off right away because both of us had taken similar leaps of faith. We both wanted to change the game and build personal brands and make a living out of our passions. Nowadays, we're doing that. And Ermo's actually gone ahead and added a coaching program that totally caught my interest because it's a perfect example of how a private life in a public space can be approached mindfully and exist to serve others in positive ways. Together on this episode, we discuss the value of talking openly about tough, taboo topics for the sake of helping others to feel like they're not alone. Ermo's coaching program, Controlled Mastery, has led him to talk openly on the internet about his personal experiences with pornography addiction, masturbation, semen retention, and sexual, <laughs> it's a tough one, sexual transmutation, which if you don't know, is the process of converting sexual energy into some other drive, whether it be motivation or energy of some higher order. Fun fact here, sexual transmutation is said to be one of the secrets of success used by Nikola Tesla, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Steve Jobs even. Some of the topics we touch on in this episode relate to being fit for service, and putting yourself out there in the name of helping others to not feel so alone. We talk about how any engagement can be good engagement, and even trolls can help for your message to be seen by the right audience. Remember that how you react to trolls totally comes down to mindset. We discuss whether you should warn your friends and family when you make the big decision to put your very private life in a public space. We touch on how you can put teaser content on public pages as a strategy towards getting your target market to join and share openly in private groups. Great strategy there. Listen in. I love that little tidbit. And then we also discuss how you can have a much stronger impact if you can transcend from an online conversation to an in-person conversation. Guys, there's tons of value here. I really hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome one and all to the very first edition of the Private Lives and Public Spaces podcast. So this is the first of very many episodes where we're going to discuss the power of vulnerability and authentic storytelling for personal brands. I am your host, 
JGB and over the course of this podcast uh, and through my personal brand channels, you will definitely be learning a lot about me. Uh, the letters JGB are my initials. Jessica Genevieve Brown is my name, but please, you can call me Jess. And I put my personal life in a public space in hopes of breaking down barriers and talking about things I know other people are going through. And the reason I do this is because I'm super comfortable being this open book and putting myself out there because I want to have an impact and I want to start great conversations. And I think it's really important that we put ourselves out there a little bit more because authenticity and transparency is so powerful in our day and age. It's something that I'm really passionate about, and that's how this podcast came together. So I personally uh, talk a lot about mental health and social media awareness and psychology, and I also talk about surviving abuse and some other really tough topics that are important for people to hear about because they go through those things too, and starting these kinds of conversations is really important. So private lives in public spaces, something I'm deeply passionate about and super stoked to have the opportunity to, to put out in the world. I call this CLIPS, public lives in private spaces, uh, <laughs> private lives in public spaces. That's what I'm going to mess up quite a bit. CLIPS is an opportunity for me to chat with all sorts of people, whether they're personal brands or... Um, online personalities or anyone dealing with putting themselves out in the world will dive into topics like mm, the importance of storytelling and connecting with your audience. We'll, we'll talk about harnessing the power of vulnerability. That's such a huge thing. I love this day and age that we live in. We're putting ourselves out there more. We're being honest and transparent and it's so beautiful and powerful. And Another thing I'd really love to do on this podcast is provide a safe space where people can open up and tell their story. Sometimes that's a really hard thing to do. And I think one of the most important things is to provide context. So blurting out your story in the wrong scenario can have the wrong effect. So I'm hoping to create a cool space where we can we can put our stories out there and have discussions about it and allow for other people to listen in and then interact and engage in whatever ways possible. So um, one last thing, actually, one thing that I'd really like to talk about too is these taboo topics. Um, there's a lot <laughs> that we can touch on when it comes to taboo topics. And we all used to sort of live in this world of mind your own business. Don't stick your nose in other people's business. I know that's the world that I grew up in. And now the world is the opposite. We're in a whole new place where it's like, hey, upload everything about yourself. Tell me what you're eating, who you're hanging out with, where you're going, what you're doing. Show me pictures, upload videos. You know, we're just, we're putting everything about ourselves online. And sometimes these are taboo topics. Sometimes these are sensitive stories and, you know, it can have meaning and impact, but it can also destroy careers. So these are the kinds of things I want to jump into. And so my guest for today, we're going to talk about some taboo topics. This is my good friend, Ermo Egberts of the Netherlands. Um, er mm. Ermo is a talented videographer and photographer and He's now working on a coaching program called Controlled Mastery. We'll talk about that in more depth. Um, 
Welcome to the show, uh, Ermo. Thank you so much for taking the time on this first episode. Yay! So excited. Yeah, me too. So Ermo and I met in Chiang Mai. We are both chasing the dream of making a living out of our passions and building more freedom into our lifestyles. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about Chiang Mai is you end up meeting a lot of people who are on that path and and just trying to figure out a way to, to make ends meet and to have an impact and to apply your skills and, and to, to be able to live who you truly and uh, who you are and help others while, while putting yourself out there. So Thank you again for joining me on the podcast. We met up recently in Da Nang and I was so excited to actually talk to you because I've been seeing you building this personal brand of yours. I see you pop up on Facebook. I've been seeing you on Instagram and I just remember seeing a few videos and my personal reaction was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is he not the only out one. there? I know. Well, it just kind of came out. I, I know you well enough to know your videography stuff and you, you have such beautiful work. And so whenever I see you pop up, I expect you to be talking about the videos that you're making and the people that you're interacting with. And, and so this was really unexpected for me when I heard the word masturbation. And when I heard you talk about your personal experiences and so I know that that's what happens, you know, when we see somebody put their private life in a public space like that, we have this, this like, oh my God, you know, uh, sometimes it's a positive, oh my God, and sometimes it's a curious one, and sometimes it's a, what are you doing, oh my God. So as soon as we sat down to dinner, I was like, this is the perfect person to sit down and have a chat with to talk about private lives in public spaces. Thank you. Yeah. So the first thing I want to ask you actually is what I'm going to ask everybody. And what what's the first thing that comes to mind for you when you hear the phrase private lives in public spaces? Does that have any sort of impact when you hear that? Yes, it does. And also, as you say, like that, oh my God thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think everybody has that because... It looks like now we're on this shift where, you know, everybody's sharing their personal lives and maybe it goes also the other way where people don't know how to have any private life. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think when you use it in the correct way, uh, hopefully you can have a good impact on people. And that's what I think, you know, when you use this phrase, like you use them both together, then it can be a very powerful thing. Of course. Well, that's what we're hoping to figure out is how to make that a powerful thing and to have that impact. Because I think you're right. There's so much possibility there. And if it's done the wrong way, and, and maybe you have some examples of this, but you know, it really depends on the delivery. So I guess to start off, can you tell us a little bit about this program that you're putting together? I'll let you describe to the audience what it is that you're working on there. Sure. So let's a little bit of background on myself. If you said, like you said, I am a visual storyteller by uh, by trade, so to say. I've been studying that for a couple of years, and I love creativity. Like I, in every in every aspect, I love it. I need it. It's the fuel for my life, kind of. But um, 
realizing that after, through my own personal experience, realizing that creativity comes from a certain source, and obviously that is the sexual energy. Mm -hmm. If you use this source in the right way, or it in the right direction, you can expand into different fields. And this is only one little topic about this. But the program what I'm creating these days is mainly to help men finding fulfillment through self-mastery and a community. Um, because, you know, people who are facing sexual compulsive behaviors or pornography, um, they need to have, first of all, they need to feel that they're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I needed that. I felt very lonely and I thought I was the only one. But you need a community who can help you out, who can, you know, have accountability for you. And that's what I'm building right now. I'm building a, a community. We have a Facebook group uh, where more and more members uh, talk about these topics who are actually taboo. These, it seems like they're taboo, but I don't think so, but it seems like. Yeah. And through this uh, and through gaining my own knowledge and with help of these guys, I found ways to beat porn addictions or transmute your sexual energy into uh, the good aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So you talk about feeling alone. I find that fascinating. Is like we live in this world with billions of people and somehow we can feel so alone dealing with things like that. You know what I mean? Was there something that happened for you that made you realize like, oh my God, I'm not alone and I can reach out and there are solutions. What was the catalyst there? Was there something that, that made, did somebody else put their private life in a public space that made you realize you could reach out? Well, just to be honest, it kind of was with me, I think more of a time bomb. <laughs> um, it was, you know that's often right like we we keep on going with things like we, we're like oh i can you know if i tomorrow wake up and I, I do my meditation then probably it solves it right and you keep on doing and you keep on pushing until you know the bucket flows over and then you can't yeah. do it anymore and this is what happened in my life too i mean I, i've been a porn addict and i've, I've you know like uh, did not know what to do with this energy mm-hmm. but um Eventually, you know, it, it came, it was so much in my life that constantly I got triggered and I couldn't focus on my purpose or on my daily tasks anymore. I just got distracted constantly. So this time bomb was ticking off. And because of this, I started to research it to Google. And maybe many of you guys also know the NoFab community. Uh, it's, a, it's a famous one where uh, also guys... Uh, realize that uh, abstaining from pornography or masturbation uh, helps you out. And this was actually what I already knew from in the past, but because I was so shameful, right? Because when you, when you, when you watch pornography or, or you do these things by yourself, alone in your room, there's this massive feeling of shame, this massive feeling of, of guilt constantly. And... Um, so because of that, I started to research and find out, and that's where I found that there were more people facing the same problem, but there was not that much of a community who explains um, really much in depth how you can help one and another to connect and be open, transparent, and vulnerable. Yeah, and and I'm seeing you know that you're putting yourself out there and having those 
vulnerable moments and recording it, is there any part of you or what through went through your head before or while you were recording this stuff? Did you have any of those uneasy feelings that were like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What, what went through your head with that? Is, was it a positive experience? You mean before I started to put myself out there with, with helping people? I guess it's the experience of, of recording that vulnerability in itself uh, yes. that I'm interested in. You know, while, and I am somebody who talks about my private life quite a bit. And, and when I record stuff, I always take the time before to be like, why am I doing this? And who is this for? And there's a whole thought process attached to that for me. And the only reason I do that now is because I've had bad experiences and I have blurted things out on video and on the internet that people have been like, wait, why, why are you doing this? Where is this coming from? You know? And that's why I say context is so important. And so I think about that stuff a lot. And I think a lot of people don't. I think some people just put it out there and hope for the best. So I'm wondering what that experience was like for you when you yeah. decided to hit record, you know, how did that feel? What was going through your so, head? So this has to do with, um, I've been doing this visual storytelling, but I always found myself, I knew that I needed to find a way of giving service because I know giving service gives real fulfillment in life. And I was kind of seeking for that for a couple of years um, and not really knowing how until, you know, my own uses became very extreme and I started to beat it in various ways, gaining knowledge. I, I did like, you know, like semen retention and a real practice, deep breath work, deep meditations, all kinds of different techniques. And it started to work. I mean, I failed many times, many, many times. Um, but through trial and error, I found a way where I realized that I walk to walk. I can provide a solution for people who are facing a problem. And this makes me fit for service, right? And that was a dream what I had. And I had just that realization, actually talking with a friend with me about it, Jeremy, where I have the control mastery with too. And with that realization, I thought, oh my God, I was literally like, like talking with him. I, I needed to stop for a bit. I was literally saying there you go. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. And, and that's where it's coming from. Like, I just know now that, you know, I, I, I can do this because mostly if you look at, <clears throat> if you go maybe to a therapist, right? Like uh, what is great? There's great therapists out there. But if you look at sexual behaviors or pornography, there's not that many therapists about that. And maybe they can help you in the right direction. But if somebody walked the walk and found the way, you know, through the bushes. Been there, done that. Exactly. I think that's an, an, a, powerful, uh, a powerful way, yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's, that's beautiful, is it? And I'm in the same sort of boat where I feel very comfortable talking about my private life in a public space because it's helping others. It's a selfless sort of thing where it becomes easier when you know it's going to help somebody else. And I have a feeling that's going to be a recurring theme is, you know, why are we doing this? And, and what is the purpose? And it's to help others, to be a leader and to inspire others to 
feel comfortable and to feel like what they're going through is normal and exactly. to feel like they have some sort of community there. So I commend you. I think that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I, I'm not hearing that you had any fears with this. Did you have any sort of qualms before you, you uploaded that to YouTube? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Maybe I'm a very good actor. I'm a very good actor, maybe, but I, oh, yes, you know. And a big, obviously, and I think that's also where the, the problem is coming from, but like, um, you know, family, right? Or your yeah. Environment, your environment. Where I grew up in a tiny little village, 2,000 people. Like, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful place, but very conservative. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, you would never talk open about sex <laughs> or about your masturbation, whatever. It just doesn't happen. So obviously there was a lot of fear for me and self-doubt came around the corner. But by constantly trusting this process of like, I am at service and I know that, you know, I can help people with this, that just made me press record. And, you know, also to 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 understand that, Without putting it out there, you will never get a response. And if you don't get a response, you also don't know if you do it correctly. That's where this perfectionism comes around the corner, right? Like, of course. Uh, Jess, I know you a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, some, some people, like, it's a bit harder for them. I'm also kind of perfectionistic, but you just got to understand that, like, if you, if you don't put it out there, you don't get a response. If you don't get a response, you never know if you're walking a good path to help other people. Absolutely. And sometimes that response isn't what you're thinking it's going to be, but it still leads you down that path. You know, maybe there's some tweaking and some reassessing and feedback, you know, feedback is good and it's bad. But if that's, if that's a path you want to walk, you got to start walking the path and and put one foot after the other. Right. So I I hear you. Um, I wonder, did you forewarn anybody or like let them know hey I'm about to do this thing I I guess family members or anything or did you just throw it throw yourself out there uh, no I kind of I mean my, my friend Jeremy like where we, we started this off together with the controlled mastery um, yeah uh, also to see the response of the people how they reacted and we did an event also in Chiang Mai uh, called Freedom of Form yeah. and over there, we saw also that there is engagement. So I think it's, it's you know, like for me personally, I, I had it in my mind, like, do I need to tell my family? Do I need to tell my friends? <laughs> yeah. But I think if I would tell them, they would anyways tell me, first of all, like, what's, what's going on? Is there something else? Isn't that funny, though, that people think, you know, there's something else behind it? Exactly. Yeah. But this is, and I do understand that because in a certain way, you know, if I would, if I would tell any stranger like, oh, so I I do this great, great business, but now I am just going to talk about my masturbation, my (laughs) sexual transportation. Of course, people think like, yo, what's going on? And I think, and I think the most important thing is, and that's why I just wanted to launch these videos also, is that you know, like pornography uses or whatsoever is not only that aspect. It's what's behind it. It's yes. for, right? Like, because why are we watching? What is the reason? Often we want to hide from something or we want to forget our feelings and we don't want to deal with our emotions. And as soon as they realize that I'm also putting that out there, then it all starts to change and they completely accept and are even proud of me. 
That's so great to hear. And I, I agree. Like there's so much to unpack. And when you want to introduce to somebody, you know, why you're doing what you're doing personally, I get really overwhelmed because I can't take five to 10 minutes to say, listen, there's so much here. It's important. We're going to talk about this and that. You kind of just have to do it and let people watch and see. But then when people watch and see, you, you never know what the response is going to be like. So... What was that like once you put that out into the world? And I'm assuming, so I saw it on your Facebook. Did you put this on YouTube? What what was the plan for that? Yes. So, in all honesty, I, I've not been too busy with, um, I did like, I mean, social media, Facebook and some Instagram. Yep. I've been posting on there, uh, but mainly it happens in our group we have. Okay. Uh, just also because of privacy reasons. Right? For sure. I want, I want people who, first of all, yes, I post some stuff on my, on my page, uh, but I will do it more global and go really into depth in the group because of privacy reasons. And also the people who watch it over there really want to watch it. Yes. Yeah. It's an important thing because it's such a sensitive topic. Um, so, and now I'm starting, I'm, I'm busy with my YouTube channel. I'm creating some new videos, but all will go, uh, online soon. Um, so yeah, yeah, well, there is. I think that's interesting too, then though, is that there's different levels of putting yourself out there. So, you know, you can give the introductory sort of level to your friends and family and fans on Facebook, but then when you go into the group <clears throat> where there's a more targeted audience, then you can really, you know, get into the nitty gritty and be super direct and and really tackle the tough topics. And I think that's an important note to make here, right? Is knowing your audience. It is one thing to put your private life in a public space, but let's be honest, you have to know who you're speaking to. And if you're just putting it out there for the sake of putting it out there, it's not going to have the intended result or the impact, right? So I think that's super interesting. And I'd be curious to know, what's the engagement like on those two separate um, types of videos? So let's, for example, you're putting this on Facebook, which is broad it's your friends and your family i assume uh what was their reaction in terms of engagement did you get positive response did you get the oh my god what are you doing what did that look like that's a very good question and actually makes me think about it right now and the funny thing is that you get all kinds of reactions all kinds of different ones yeah but i think what i realized is that the videos what I put out there on the global Facebook where everybody can see it, mainly people don't respond. Uh, That's right. It has to do, you know, with various reasons. Often, often they don't want to talk negative about you because they judge you, I guess. There's always a lot of judgment going on because they don't really know what's going on into depth. So I feel that... You know, like like the the Facebook where I'm doing it on the Facebook pages, the engagement is not that much. Uh, right, and but, I, I call that hiding behind the internet. You know, people yes. will have their judgments and they'll have their opinions and they will share them with people around them and they'll build up these stories yes. and these images in their head. And you know, when you put yourself out there, you give people that power. You give them the power yeah. to create their own little stories, and then you know they. What, 
keep that to themselves and hold it against you in many ways. But I'm, I don't know. There's a lot to explore there. Yeah, but you know what the interesting thing is, Jess? So I recently posted something here in uh, the Digital Nomad community. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this post was a tricky one. Well, <laughs> tricky in a way of like... I mean, I've been doing this now for a while and I know there's always trolls out there, right? Especially when you talk about pornography or sex, there's always people who are like, yeah, you know, like, you you need to have more sex yourself if you need to stop masturbating or whatever. But it, is always, it always happens. Of um, but the funny thing is that I want that, right? Because for me, yeah. like, if people start talking bad or good, it doesn't matter. It gets more engagement. Yes. But the funny thing is that like the recent post, what I actually did here, it got so much engagement. And there was also a lot of, so to say, negative talk or trolls who were judging. Yeah. Uh, and all these comments kept on going. There was even people texting me like, oh, yeah, dude, uh, what's going on? You know, are you all right with that post or whatsoever? And I'm like, no, oh, it's cool. Because yeah, you have to have the right mindset cool. about it. Yeah. Also, like, you know, this is all what you say. This is all underneath this post. But... I see in our Facebook group, people join like crazy. Like we got, I got from one post, like 50 people coming in in the group. So for wow. me, the numbers speak, you know, like rather than these trolls who don't know anything else to do through their daily life. Well, you almost have the trolls to think, right? Because the engagement makes the views and the performance go up, which means more people who are probably your target market, have the opportunity to see it. I feel the same. And I know it's not easy to handle trolls and negativity, but that's something I want to discuss on this show is, you know, you have to go into it with the right mindset and know that, you know, a lot of the time, this stuff isn't coming from anywhere that matters. (laughs) It's people hiding behind the internet. It's people who are bored. It's people who have no impact whatsoever on your life or what it is that you're doing. So let it be, you know, allow them yeah. to, <laughs> to get, I, your- I love it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's great. Normal. You've got the right mindset. You know, a lot of other people might look at that and be like, Hey, you're killing my vibe. You know, you're, you're, you're changing what this is all about, but and do you think it comes down yeah. to how you look at it? Yeah, definitely. And having this optimistic mindset, like, you know, like you, you can, because and this is the thing, I, I can understand that if you start off and I would put a post out there and I see a lot of negativity going on, then definitely it does a lot. Mm-hmm. I like, it wouldn't matter because I, I don't have anything to stand on. But I see on the other hand that like in the group or the personal coaching, what I'm doing, that there is so much appreciation, so much respect for what we are doing. So, right. Like it's, 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 you know, like, I guess you got to play your cards correct. Don't go full in directly, yeah. uh, but build it slowly up and then start. Yeah, and focus on what matters. It's all about the impact. It's all about being able to connect with people who need it. So focus on that, you know, and the fact that people are responding and signing up. That's incredible. So I'm curious then, the videos that you put on this private group for your actual targeted audience is there a big difference there? Are people willing to open up and engage? Or, you know, what does that interaction look like when you put videos on the private group? Yeah. So there's different different videos come up there. Mostly it's me and Jeremy who go live. Um, and we talk about various topics. But not long ago, we did a 30-day challenge. And the 30-day challenge would be, um, you can choose. So let's say like one would be, 
uh, no pornography, no masturbations, human retention, or um, even monk mode, <laughs> so to call. The monk mode has, yeah, it sounds like, but monk mode has, has, has <laughs> like, it's very interesting though, because, you know, like, like so often people stop their bad habits, but then they are on Tinder, like, nonstop, seeking validation, right? And this is what we all the key see. word, right? Validation. Validation is everything, right? And that's what we work also with in this group. So what we did, we did a 30-day challenge, and we would do then, <clears throat> let's say, every Monday, uh, Jeremy or I jump on the live, it will be meditation Monday, right? And then also the guys in the group need to share, obviously, what they're doing on this Monday. Wednesday, uh, what did you overcome this week, right? That these guys also understand that the first thing is that you got to be transparent to deal with your problems and with your habits, uh, bad habits. So transparency. Sorry, I'll interrupt you there. Do you have to t- train them on that? Do you have to make that obvious to them that they have to be transparent? Yes. Well, like obviously some people understand that, but I think because there's such there's a big shame going on, right? Like we don't want to be we don't want to be transparent about our or shame or our guilt so, um, to step up as I don't want to say a leader but step up and saying to the guys hey I face the same problems and I'm here for you I'm here to help um, and don't be ashamed guys we can help you out but if you don't make the first step to be transparent and vulnerable we can't help you I'm sorry right we gotta we gotta understand also your problem that you're facing Absolutely. And so do you ever meet with any of these people in person or is it always online? Yeah. So we also had one event in Chiang um, And obviously then you start meeting people in person. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the thing is I'm traveling a lot. Um, but if I can, yes, I, I, would, I love to meet people in person. And we're also planning to do retreats soon. So we kind of get... Uh, Weekends where we really kind of start tapping into beating. Uh, that's great. I'm so curious, though. That's going to be a whole different experience, I feel like. You know, like you said, shame. And especially when you hold this stuff in for so long. I mean, with this sort of thing. Personally, I've dealt with alcoholism. So that's another yes. shame and guilt cycle thing. You don't talk about it. You live with it every single day. But for me, that started later on in my life. I would assume with porn addiction and and masturbation, that can start really early on in life. I mean, some people must oh, have yes. for years and years and years. So if you've kept that inside and private for so long, if you're finally you know, taking these steps forward and seeing somebody who's inspiring you to come out and tell your story and, and to face the fears... That is not an easy journey <laughs> to get started it's on, right? Not, it's not. And that's why it's so important to, to first, you know, like this uh, addiction, this pornography or masturbation addiction, it's just, it's, it's, it's a reason why people doing something, right? Like, again, it has with all different patterns to do, like behaviors or patterns, like, you know, like it can be their self-esteem or it can be, has to do with uh, the relationships they grew up with. It can be traumas, can be all kinds of aspects. So really finding out the core problem and start working from there. And then eventually you can work up towards like beating the addiction. 
Absolutely. So what does that look like in person? Are you able to read like social cues and, and see that people aren't ready to talk about stuff or that they want to? Like, how do you deal with helping people on that level where, where they're trying to confront something that is so huge and so vulnerable? Is that any different online than it is in person? It is well. So mostly, it is online how I work with the guys. But um, let's say let's let's say friends or close people where I talk about it open, and they're also facing problems. Mm-hmm. Or the guys we met. Yes, it is definitely it's definitely harder in person. I think, but at the same time, it is better because you are really start facing your problems, right? Like. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta feel vulnerable. You got, you gotta understand that it's okay. And I think in person, you can really show through emotion and obviously your body language, through touch, through hugs, whatever, love giving, showing that it's okay, right? Like, so, so it's definitely powerful also to do it in person. I hear you. And I, and that's the whole purpose behind everything I'm doing with this is that power of vulnerability and connecting. We have so many different avenues for that now. You know, we can do it online through video. We can do it through social networks. We can do it in so many different ways. And I think it's important that we do that, but it really does come down to the vulnerability and people seeing and feeling those are the important aspects there. So I, I, I love what you're doing. I think it's it's really important and I commend you for putting that stuff out there. Is this something that you're going to continue to dive into? Is this what you're going to make your work out of for the next little while or Oh yeah. Yeah, 100. Like this is it. <laughs> like, it right? uh, oh yeah, I feel it in every little it sounds like every little piece of my body. <laughs> I hear you. So this is great. I, so this means that you're becoming a personal brand. What when I say personal brand, does that mean anything to you? What does the term personal brand mean to you? Um, personal brand. What does it mean? I think personal brand is is yeah. Person like brand sounds like something. What is very company like right like corporate yeah corporate camper but i think your personal brand is in every situation actually you bring yourself because and in particular also what i'm doing right now it doesn't matter which which person i meet it can be the guy at the counter at my supermarket where i go daily shopping Mm. you know my personal brand is being fit for service and if i can help you out no matter in what situation you are where you live what you're doing I will always be ready to help you out. You know, and I think that's also the most important thing with, with this is that like, I feel so much passion, yeah, passion, desire to help guys mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter which time of the day it will happen. Right? So mm-hmm. this is my personal brand. Uh, yeah. That's so beautiful. I, I, I love hearing that. And I love you for that. That's great. I like this idea of service. And somebody recently told me about this. You know, that's like a language of love is, is service that you can provide and help people with. And I yes. do agree that that is so your personal brand. So this is something that you're just emanating on a day-to-day basis. And in terms of building, you know, this coaching business or getting clients for your videography and your creative skills, 
this is such a great way to go about that because people now trust you, right? They see who you are. They know that you're all about all these things that you talk about and they're able to reach out to you more and they feel comfortable working with you. Have you seen that happening at all yet? Are you getting work out of the fact that you're just putting yourself out there and and being Ermo Egberts? <laughs> yes, yes. And this is also awesome that you that you tell this. You know, sometimes you don't realize actually what of an impact you can have in your surroundings, right? But by putting yourself out there very unexpectedly, sometimes people reach out to you and say, I had, I, had, I had many times, like actually last week, one guy where I didn't talk with for, I think like maybe five years, he reached out to me and he literally, he sent me a long message saying like, Ermo, I want you to know that what you're doing right now is unbelievable. The path where you're walking on, I see you expanding each and every time. And I just want to say thank you to you for everything what you're doing. And these messages, that's what the real fuel is for me to keep on going. I hear you. I just got goosebumps hearing you say that because I've had similar experiences and it is tough sort of putting yourself out there. But that sort of response, I call that people coming out of the woodwork. You know, all of a sudden somebody comes out of nowhere. And I've been getting these messages too, talking about going through sobriety. And I, I love hearing from people that I haven't spoken to in years and years who all of a sudden feel comfortable telling me their personal private struggles and wanting yes. to reach out. And, and honestly, the most beautiful thing is that it's never that they want something. It's that they want to say thank you. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that's, in the world. Gratefulness, right? But how yeah, was it for you, Jess? Like, just out of curiosity, how was it for you? Because was it also, because you asked me that question, but you put your story out there. You, you were just laying it out there for everybody. Complete, vulnerable, transparent, or how did you do it? Well, it's actually a work in progress, to be honest. I do a lot of writing, but I, I have a lot of plans for this making JGB. It's going to be a web series, and it has to do with me sort of working my way through uh, surviving sexual abuse. I was molested growing up, surviving emotional neglect, and you know, I've been on my own since I was 15, and I, I had tons of anxiety, and I had tons of mental health issues, but I always just pushed through. Because that's what you do, you know, you're in survival mode and you just push through and you push through. And so now I am breaking down barriers and I'm becoming a beautiful version of myself, if I may say so, because I'm being true to myself and I'm leaning in and I'm working on all that stuff. And it's like you say, with your, with your people in your program, you know, there's so much behind it. There's so much happening behind the scenes and you have to be real. So I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm doing a lot of videos. I'm, I'm really starting to come out of my shell and share that stuff, which is why I have this podcast because I'm so passionate about this. But I'm 35 years old and I've been wanting to do this for no joke 15 years, but I was afraid. I was deeply, truly, honestly afraid of what my family would think, of what my you know, what repercussions, like what I, there were just so many things. I didn't want to hurt people. I am a people pleaser. You know, I didn't want anyone to think that I was pointing the finger or blaming them. So I've kept all this to myself for years and that had the wrong effect. And now 
I'm learning the right way to do it is to confront it and, and to provide context and to do it in a way that is a bit selfless. And it's not so much about me needing to get this off my chest. It's about me helping others who are in this situation as well. So it's slowly coming out. There's a few videos that I made when I hit my one year sobriety mark. Yeah, thank you. It's huge. It's something I didn't think would be possible. And now I'm living a completely different life. And and I've proven to myself that it is possible to, to live change like that. But the reason I'm doing it now is because I realize that there is a way through and now I can be the leader and help others to do it. So I'm in the same sort of boat as you and I think it's so powerful. And that's where this show is coming in is, is I know a lot of us are putting our private lives in public spaces like this and I'd love to inspire more people to do so. That's great. I'm proud of you, Jess. (laughs) Thank you. Right back at you. I I love that we'll be able to follow one another's journeys. I mean, we're both in different parts of the world. We're always going to be all over the world. It sounds like, which is super cool. But, um, now that we have, you know, these personal brands out there, we can watch each other's stories. And that's one of the things that I love about this is we're being, we're uploading our lives. You know, I will know what's going on with you and you'll know what's going on with me. And we have all these opportunities to connect and to introduce other people, right? I can now say, hey, you should talk to my friend Ermo and they'll know who you are because of what you put out there. So that's powerful. Beautiful. Yes, likewise. One hundred. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the power again of, of putting it out there. It's it's so important. You know, without action, no reaction. I love that. So without action, no reaction. So I actually or, listened to your podcast with Kia on Creative Contact oh, um, yeah. as a little prep for this show, and you actually put quite a bit of your private story out there. You talked about your relationship with your dad and your travels. And and that really made me smile because I feel like I already know you, but now I feel like I know you so much more. So putting yourself out there, another example, you know, really does help. So if anybody wants to hear Ermo's story, you can check out Creative Contact. Uh, Keo Ryan has that on, on all podcasting platforms. And Ermo, just to wrap up, is there where should people connect with you? How do they find out about this controlled mastery program? What would you like to share in terms of uh, contact? Yes, so uh, my website for the coaching is armocoaching.com. Um, the global website, where it's mainly my visuals, my visual storytelling, and uh, also a bit of the coaching on, is just armoegberts.com. So it's just my name. And Let's if spell that out for them. E R M O E G B E R T S. That's it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. And then, like <clears throat> the Facebook group, um, so you can find Control Mastery. But an important thing is that you join the group on this page, and um, that's authentic uh, self mastery. It's like healthy sexuality in the group. Okay, I can provide links to all that. That's we'll make sure that we yeah. connect people. Yes, exactly. And I hope to see you guys over there. Yeah, I hope people will. Well, actually, actually, maybe not. Maybe it's better not to, you know, but <laughs> uh, I mean, like, and this is, no, this is also an important thing to, to mention because uh, it looks like um, I'm helping people only beating their, their, their problems. If they have big problems, right, then 
they can reach out to me. But for me, it's also so important to stop focusing just on this energy and, and realizing that uh, my creativity expanded as soon as I knew how to transmute it, right? Like, or my physical exercise became stronger than ever because of, I believe, this transmutation. And this actually had to do, I don't know how long we still have, but this had actually to do with uh, a book from Napoleon Hill, and probably many of you guys notice and he talks in chapter 11 about sexual transmutation and i started to research and what what i came to the discovery is that nikola tesla Muhammad ali mike tyson steve jobs they all had one secret in common and that was the sexual transmutation huh. so that's yeah, yeah it's super interesting so that's what i'm also providing now for guys is like various techniques to really tap into this energy and expand uh, by yourself through s- certain practices, but also if you have a park, you want to, you know, have a beautiful time. There's Kareza methods, tantric methods. Mm-hmm. And uh, so not always thinking about this finish line anymore, but more about this journey together to raise the energy. Yeah, I hear you. That's, that's an important thing. It's not just about suffering <clears throat> and, you know, dealing with the, the everything sort of, culminating and becoming too much it really is also just something that you can use and god knows there's a world of entrepreneurs and people who are trying to better themselves and people who are trying to become the masters of their own lives and i can say with my own sobriety it's the same thing you know i don't push sobriety on people it's not about being an alcoholic it's about being a better version of yourself and waking up every day and feeling like i feel awesome today i don't feel shame or guilt or you know there's nothing boiling over so i hear that i think that's a really great point so i hope that anyone listening will will have a think about that and head over i'll, I'll provide links in the comments so you can see uh, how to get a hold of Irmo. and i want to thank you so much my friend i'm really grateful this is the first episode of private labs in public spaces awesome. thank you for having me jess Brilliant. of course I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation and I hope others will take from it too. Uh, if you want to learn more about this podcast or even just being a guest on the show, head to makingjgb.com. There's a little section there where it says podcast, private lives in public spaces. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll, we'll check in with you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you found tons of value in this week's episode. If this has inspired you and you know somebody who could benefit from putting themselves out there in meaningful ways, please share the love and tell your friends about the show. Remember, you can sign up to be a guest. This is a safe space where you can talk about your story. If you have a story to tell and you need a place where you can provide context to tell and to connect and to share, please go to makingjgb.com. Check out the private lives and public spaces section. And on that page, you'll also find this episode's show notes. Check it out and make sure you don't miss any future episodes by subscribing to the podcast. Guys, that's it for me. I'm JGB. Until next time, remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Think about it.